Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, back in the studio. It's Monday morning. Personally, I thought that was probably the most complete team win the Chiefs have had this year. Cannot argue with you at all on this one. Defense won it, but overall, the entire team effort was excellent. The Kansas City Chiefs, better team. 31-17 over a Chargers team that doesn't have the defense that Kansas City does, nor do they have the speed, the quickness. That's what wins for Kansas City. Their defense is so doggone fast. Here's Justin Herbert, who's a pretty good passer, folks. He was 17 of 30. That's right. He completed only 17 of 30 passes. They'd have a couple touchdowns out of it, but Kansas City just harassed, harassed them completely, and they do that. That's how the Chiefs are doing it. They're getting a very good defensive attack going. It's a quick attack. It's a disruptive attack, and that's what, that's what makes it so very vital for them. Five times they sacked Justin Herbert. Five times. Now, that sticks in the back of your mind. He threw two interceptions and constantly harassed. And here's Mahomes on the other side, 32 of 42 for 424 yards, four touchdowns, and he was only sacked once. A really good offense. The, 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 the fact that Kansas City is able to amass this amount of yardage, which was 483 to, what, 358, I think it was, for the Chargers, I think that tells it all. Kansas City's defense came to play, and they were ready, and they certainly wrapped it up. I, I, I was very impressed with them. Offense looked good, too. I mean, Mahomes held that first opening drive touchdown that McKinnon had. Had that not got pulled back, he'd have been over 500 yards yesterday. Well, the offense, in, in my opinion, is always going to play well. Yeah, well, yeah, but now we finally got a defense of like the mid-90s of the Schottenheimer years, and that's made me very, very excited. How about my man, Ominihue? Just like first game back, it was, oh man, he that's going to be. He makes a difference. He was out for six games. I think it was a domestic assault or something like that. But whatever the case, <clears throat> Amenahu in there does make a very big difference. They're a complete football team. Really interested to see when they play the Dolphins. The Dolphins can match Kansas City for speed. I don't know whether or not they can match them for physique or not. Kansas City is very strong. But the fact is, I watched the Dolphins play last night. They do lose to Philadelphia 31-17, but Miami still has a very good football team. And they have the quickness that could give the Chiefs some trouble, and I and I use that advisedly with question marks. But over and above that, Denver is next week out in Colorado and then on to Frankfurt, Germany. But the fact is, a very good performance. Uh, last night, Dolphins-Eagles, uh, not a whole lot of DP played in that game, in my opinion. The week before, though, when Philly played the Jets, who arguably have a better defense, they held them to it. So we'll see what happens on a Monday night in Kansas City here in a couple weeks. That's going to be the tell, I think. They, well, it's on November 20th. Yep. As a matter of fact, right before Thanksgiving, that's when Philadelphia comes in. Depends on the physical nature of both teams because injuries do they do have a legitimate effect on the team depending on what the injuries are and so forth. These guys are tough. They're getting out there and playing hurt. They know they have to. That's part of the game. But to see Kansas City come to the fore and play so very well yesterday, I, I, I thought was very significant. Yeah, they, they're coming off a, oh, a little extra rest, but over and above all that, I, I don't think that, that made the big difference. What made the difference was the speed and the talent. Uh, speaking of injuries, uh, Nick Bolton dislocating his wrist. Yeah, that was, was. He, was, me, he was hurting. Yeah, you could tell. Give me a window. It could be we're going to see him in a club next weekend wrapped up. I would be surprised if that's the case. I would be surprised if he's in there. It's Denver they're playing. Denver's 
Denver's not very good. It's pro football. Anything can happen. But uh, they can. They played without Nick Bolton earlier when he was out with the ankle injury. Uh, they'll have to play, in my opinion, without him again. <laughs> I did see that Hardman got in there and what, got a catch, I think is what it was. They were a punt return for 50 yards, baby. Yeah. And then got a really good catch to uh, help us get a first down. So, yeah, I mean, he it was like it, he did more already in one game than he did the entire time with the Jets. But that just means some teams just don't know how to utilize players they have. Yeah, that's true. That's they do that, not. you know, and if you're not, and look, there are so many different examples. I'm sure if we had a whole hour to talk about the gripes of fantasy football and all the receivers that we picked up in early in the draft that have not performed. But I'm looking we, at you, Devontae we Smith. Are playing fantasy yeah, football. Yeah, well, I playing am. Playing on the field. But that's the thing is is you're seeing it, uh, what happens is is sometimes receivers just don't fit into the scheme. The coaches aren't getting them involved. Well, that, or the that's quarterbacks the same not with any team. It yep. is the same with any team. You see players who don't fit into that particular rhythm. That 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 does happen, and that's. The playbooks are all different, but the, the fact is that Kansas City's players are right in the scheme of things, and they're playing championship football. In addition to the uh, pretty good Sunday night football game between the Eagles and Dolphins last night, you don't care about football, you had some baseball to watch, didn't you? It indeed had the American League playoff game, and this was number six, and all the Houston Astros had to do was win that game, and they're in the World Series. This is a bizarre series because the home team has not won a single game. Not one single game in this series. Houston lost the first two, then goes to Dallas, wins the next three, and lose last night 9-2 to two to the Texas Rangers. So the series is tied, and they play the winner-take-all game coming up a little bit later on this afternoon down in Minute Maid Park in Houston. Well, you give the home team the nod, I guess, except in this series where the home team hasn't won. This will be very interesting, too, because Nathan Eovaldi, who was the starter for Texas, is a very, very good pitcher. And who do the Astros have to face today from the Rangers? How about Jordan Montgomery, who is one of the former Cardinal, who is now one of their top pitchers? Both those guys are free agents coming up. That'll be that'll be a fascinating offseason coming up with the free agency. But nonetheless, the final score was the Texas Rangers 9, the Houston Astros 2, it was a close game, and in the ninth inning, the Rangers erupted for five runs, four of them coming on a grand slam by whom else? Adalis Garcia, a former Springfield Cardinal, stuck one in the seats with the bases loaded, and that was pretty much the ball game. 9-2, Texas Rangers win. Philadelphia and Arizona play game six of their series tonight in Philadelphia. You know, it's kind of a shame, especially for those of us that are, you know, whether they're a Royals fan or a Cardinals fan locally, and then we die by those teams. You know, when it's over, it's over. But because these series have just been incredible, <laughs> especially the one in Texas, man. You don't see that very often, and, and now you just got really two fan bases that are just so localized down there. Not a lot of people are paying attention, but, man, I got to tell you, this series has been very, very emotional. Well, all of them. All of them, as a matter of fact, because you're seeing such a diverse level of fan base. In Texas, they're kind of laid back. In Philadelphia, they are hardly laid back. Arizona, altogether different. But the fact of the matter is that these are the final four teams in baseball, and they're there for a reason, because they have played well in the postseason. A lot of fun, and uh, if you're a fan of baseball, you got to be eating right now, because like I said, if you don't have a dog in the hunt, now you can just sit back and enjoy it. That's one of the reasons why I love college football every single Saturday because, you know, you root for a few, but if 
you don't really care, and then you get to watch a lot of great games. And we had Depends some great on games on Saturday. How much you care? Well, or how when much you, money? When you how put much some money chocolate bet. chips on a few of them, <laughs> then you do care. <laughs> hey, I didn't ask you. How'd you do this week? Not very well. Uh, okay, now now I'm starting to see the picture. Uh, outside of the national teams, we can talk about that in a second. How'd the area colleges do? Area colleges did well. Missouri had their homecoming up in Columbia. They played South Carolina. This is a team Missouri has played well against in the past, and they certainly did in this one. 34 to 12, they beat the Gamecocks. Missouri is a very good football team. They're going to take this week off, and then they have the Georgia Bulldogs, and that might be a different story, but we'll see. Homecoming in Columbia, homecoming in Springfield for Missouri State, and the Bears held on to edge uh, Murray State from Kentucky 28-24 at a pretty good football game. Bears are playing well. They do have Youngstown coming up this week, and that will be tough in Ohio, but nonetheless, nobody promised a, a rose garden. And it was homecoming for Evangel, and they have their homecoming, and they played their home games down in Nixa, and the Evangel Valor remained undefeated with a 20-11 win over Friends University from Wichita. Evangel 20 and Friends 11. Southwest Baptist of Bolivar did lose on the road to Upper Iowa 35-13. So we had kind of a, oh, a mix of the wins, but hey, the local teams are doing pretty well. Good to see. I love that phrase. No one was promised a rose garden. I'm going to have to steal that. <laughs> Could from you make you. a song? Yeah, out of that? <laughs> we. I think you and I can come together. We might be able to write ourselves a country music hit out of something like that. I just copyrighted it. So don't steal our idea, Mike and Ned. Whatever the whatever that country duo is going to be called. All right. Uh, we did have some racing going on down in uh, Florida yesterday, didn't we? Could we call it the Deliverance Two? Or something? I know. I think. I think. Well, they're, they're everyone. Everything in country music is kind of like realistic. So maybe uh, Reynolds and Holmes or something. I don't know. Man, that sounds more like a yacht rock group though. Than it anything does, else. doesn't it? I, I hearken back to the days of Paul and Oates, who were Temple University guys. Dude, those guys, one of my favorite bands. So good. Are they? That's Philadelphia Soul, my man. You you know you you know, but I don't know if you really really know, just because they went to Temple. You know how they actually? You want to know how they actually met? You oh, want to, I, I do know. I they do were in a club it. playing. A, they were playing a show, and the gang members started shooting at each other. They had to hide, and they're like, "Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm Daryl. Hey, I'm John." That says start it a, all start about a, Philadelphia, too. Yeah, let me I'm, tell you, it says I'm, it all. But hold on, they were there way, way after I was there. My dad, that, that is a good group. Anyway, fire away. Uh, so who won the race in Miami yesterday? Christopher Bell won it. And he came from the 22nd position down and uh, overhauled the leaders with 15 laps to go, and they win. This was really, this, they, they ran the race in Homestead, Miami, which is the uh, Florida International Speedway. And here's Christopher Bell by winning. He gets the second position in the final four coming up in a couple of weeks in Phoenix. So you have Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell there and two more positions to be decided. And they will be decided in next week's race at Martinsville, Virginia, which is one of the venerable old tracks in NASCAR. It's also one of the smallest. Interesting race. And then the now, that, does that mean the final four are the only ones racing out in Phoenix? No, everybody will be there. But the final four drivers are the only ones that will have a chance to win the points championship and the championship for the regular season. And right now, Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson have two of the spots, two still to be decided. Such a, it's such a really interesting way of doing it because the guy who could win the entire thing might not even finish first in that race. Might not. That's the crazy thing about it to me, the whole thing. But you know what? It's racing, man. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.